Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Got a little news for you. It's the news update on Make It Rain. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Dane. I'm Alex Fasano with your Make It Rain news update. Guys, it's been uh, one hell of a ride here on Make It Rain, and I uh, appreciate you guys allowing me to come on the journey with you. And uh, I want to say to anybody watching who has uh, made some cash from these guys who have uh, made it rain thanks to Joe and Dane, uh, we want to thank you, and I'm going to speak for them by saying thank you for helping us make it rain Uh all these uh, weeks and months over the years, and it's finally here, guys. It's culminated to it. Super Bowl Fifty Four. After this whole entire long wait, Alex, we have made me, it, man. I had Westchester Knicks <sighs> for what you were wearing on Sunday, man. Ah, oh, no, I'm sorry. I, you know, I like... had Westchester Knicks at plus three fifty oh, for the oh. polo to be rocking. Iona was the favorite, but I. I had the smart money was on Westchester <sighs> Knicks, and you broke that out early. I, I, I'm sorry, you know uh, the uh, the fight night at the Garden against the Grizzlies kind of inspired me. Uh, so I was. Uh, uh, I said, "Screw it." I apologize, Dan. I'm so sorry. I'll, I'll try to help the books out and see where the money's uh, trending uh, for Sunday uh, in terms of my <laughs> polos. But guys, uh, uh, I, I I found this before I came down uh, for the update. Uh, missed point after attempt in the Super Bowl, plus two ninety. Yep. Uh, we talked about that. You did? I I like that. Harrison Butker has missed three already. With the two-point conversion kind of being correlated as well, because if that happens, then it's a better chance at the two-point attempt. Um, and Joe mentioned, though, that they've been perfect even since they moved it back like six or seven years mm-hmm. ago. Got it. Okay, yep. so then maybe not in the Super Bowl. But during the regular season, Butker did miss three-point after attempts. Yeah. see it. It's viable, but, you know. <laughs> We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We'll get into the Super Bowl in just a little bit. Let's recap NBA really quickly from last night. The Atlanta Hawks taking down the Philadelphia 76ers, 127 to 117. It was Trey Young all night, 39 points, and then a career high 18 assists. He now sits third in the league for points and second in assists, only behind LeBron James. Uh, John Collins also 20 rebounds for him, 17 points. Ben Simmons had 31 points in the loss. Guys, the Sixers are 22 and 2 at home. But they're 9-16 and 16 on the road. So that's pretty interesting because they go to Boston on Saturday, a battle of the uh, Eastern powerhouses for Saturday. And then Atlanta heads to Dallas. I think they're 5-20 and 20 on the road, so it's not much better for them. The Denver Nuggets take down the Utah Jazz 106-100. to 100. They were down 9 in the third. And Denver goes on a 15-0 to zero run to close out the quarter. Nikola Jokic in his double-double. You were on, you were on the, uh, the Nuggets? Yeah, we brought that. We were giving the Nuggets minus there one and a go. half out mm-hmm. yesterday. On there's no surprise, no surprise at all. You guys, you guys are uh, yep. uh, making winners every single day. You know what I'm saying? So nuggets. That's all we nuggets. can do. Nuggets, yep. nuggets on the Nuggets. <laughs> so yes. Nikola Jokic and a double double. What is? If nougat? there's any candy bar enthusiasts out there, I would love to know what nougat is. But I digress. Go ahead, Alex. I thought it was more of like a caramel, but we'll, we'll, I'll get that. I'll get the info for you guys. <laughs> I'll do some I'll research. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, so <laughs> Nikola Jokic, nice double double for him. Will Barton had 18 points in the win. Rudy Gobert for the Jazz, double double of 21 points and 11 rebounds. The Jazz head to Portland to take on the Trailblazers, while the Nuggets 
head to Milwaukee to take on the Bucks. That's tonight. Great game. We got a lot of great games on the weekend uh, for the NBA. The Raptors taking on the Cavs, 115 to 109. Toronto's ninth straight win. Congratulations to the Raptors. Serge Ibaka led the way, 26 points. Kyle Lowry added 23. Kevin Love and Colin Sexton for the Cavs both hit. Uh, 23 points uh, for the night. Toronto heads to Detroit to take on the Pistons. Raptors are 2-0 and against Detroit this year. And Cleveland, here's the irony in this. They play host of the Golden State Warriors. And uh, two teams that, what, went to three straight finals together now have the two worst league uh, records in the league. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I think that's very ironic and kind of funny. So it's interesting to, uh, Up is down. to find those uh, little tidbits here. Uh, let's talk about uh, the Super Bowl, but not necessarily the game. It's, it's Sammy Watkins. He was uh, considering many options for his future. Uh, including sitting out the 2020 season, quote, chill out. Uh, he was asked about renegotiating his contract. I don't know why they would ask this during the Super Bowl pressers, but uh, whatever the case was, he said, quote, if it suits me and my family and my needs, well, for sure. But I'm really in a different space right now. I don't know what I'm going to do. If we win it, I might chill out. I might sit out a year. You just never know. Well, I think uh, I know what you should be doing is focusing on the Super Bowl that's happening in two days, not about your contract negotiations. He will be in the third year of his contract. He's uh, supposed to make $14 million next season. Uh, If he walks free, it's a $7 million cap hit for the Kansas City Chiefs. And based on 2019 stats, 52 catches, 673 yards, three touchdowns. He also had a big factor mm. in the playoff run for the Chiefs. I don't know. I think he might have to pay the guy. Slamming Sammy Watkins uh, might might be deserving yeah. of it. But like I said, the Super Bowl's in two days. You got to focus on what's happening now, not about your contract. Yeah, but know. he was asked the question, though, Fasano. It's not like Tom Brady putting it out there unsolicited. Sure. Like, you know, these guys are asked the questions. What are they going to, you know, they have to answer it. I mean, uh, personally, I mean, I really can't speak from experience, but hey, we got a game in two, like, we got a game in two, guy, we got a game in two, yeah. uh, two days, you know. Let's focus on the Super Bowl because yeah. I can make history instead of worrying about my uh, money and monetary needs. But, yep. you know, it is what it is. Maybe Sammy ends up on the podium uh, in a winning fashion. But I'm going to kick it back to the guys on Make It Rain to help you win some cash for the Super Bowl. Sports Grid Network. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught y'all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go, guys. Super Bowl 54 is just uh, two days away, and uh, we know that over the last uh, 24 hours or so, uh, starting to see uh, some uh, some money come in. Actually, still on both sides, but certainly... Starting to see uh, some money come in on the 49ers, pushing the uh, pushing that number to plus one instead of uh, plus one and a half. Still plenty of one and a halves out there, depending on what part of the country you are in. But there is uh, definitely a um, a significant push here over the last 24 hours for a lot of 49ers backers. We also are seeing the total bounce back and forth. Every time it goes to 55, it gets hammered. It goes down to 54 and a half. I do think we'll probably going to see It'd probably be right around there, Dane. If it uh, if it stays at 55, uh, every time it's done it, it keeps getting crushed. So I don't know that we'll get it. Uh, but I do think that the line has been drawn in the sand both, uh, at least for now. I do think there's going to be more variance for the side. Uh, you know, the minus one or plus one, that could be even or that could flip uh, come, depending on what happens uh, game day. And I do think there's going to be 
like last year, a significant push there. So uh, really at this point, is there an urgency for you to uh, have to play uh, the side one way or the other? Is it Does it make any sense to wait? I mean, listen, if you're the on Kansas City say, now. Right. Uh, the only way I want to wait. Mean, or the only way I need to get it now is if I want to bet if I want to tease San Francisco. That's the only way I need to do it now when it's still one and a half, because then my tease gets me over seven. Right. And at one, right. that would not happen. So the only reason I need to go now is if I want to tease San Francisco. Other than that, it's no harm, no foul. I mean, if you're a Kansas City backer, it, it might you might be getting plus one and, and a better money line number come uh, come Sunday. So. I would say get the underdog out of the way now. If it's San Francisco, do it now. Do it now. Wait for Kansas City. It ain't gonna. It ain't gonna reach two. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Let's uh, let's dive into uh, some of these uh, some of the numbers here as we get ready for uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and the 49ers. And uh, we had mentioned uh, last hour. Uh, don't forget that opportunities exist not only for uh, the the game uh, and first half, but the individual quarters uh, that can be bet on as well. And when you look at both of these teams. Um, you might actually be able to see a couple of uh, trends that pop out to you, especially most recently with these two teams, both uh, Kansas City and San Francisco, the tendencies that they have and how uh, how it works out in games and how it translates to first quarter, second quarter for that matter. And while it's not a crazy sample size, when we look at what we have seen uh, this year between these two teams, um, and even if you just want to look, let's say, um, uh, uh, the last two months of the season, right? Let's even look at the playoffs and maybe the last couple of games of the year. Okay. What we are seeing is, let's say a six game sample from Kansas city, a seven game sample from San Francisco. And what has emerged Dane, and what is completely obvious to us is that Kansas city tends to, in the first quarter, maybe be a little slow starting. They they tend to, right. uh, even outside of the Houston game, where they came back and found themselves 24-0, they are prone to dig themselves a hole early on that they were able to, of course, even outside of the playoffs, guys, in the, in the latter part of the season. So they are 2-4 um, and four straight up in the first quarters, but they've been outscored 47-37. to 37. So, but again, that's weighted because of that that craziness and debacle there in the Arrowhead against Houston. Right. Um, but KC was up 30 to 16 in total against teams like Baltimore, Houston, Tennessee, and New England. So when you count those four games, right, in the first quarter, they outscored them 30 to 16 against all of those teams, which are all 
playoff teams. So the playoff teams, right. New England, Tennessee, Houston, Baltimore, this season, they outscored their opponents 30-16. to 16. So the Houston was kind of a – it was a bit of an anomaly, but they've done well throughout the year in the first quarter. While San Francisco flipped that, San Francisco really does start fast, like really start right. fast. They were 4-1-2 and two straight up in the first quarters against those uh, playoff teams. The only loss, of course, came against New Orleans. Um, but one of those ties actually resulted in a, I believe the point spread, they were an underdog in Baltimore and, and that was an actual tie at the end of the first quarter. So, uh, but right. the San Francisco in the first quarters against Seattle twice, Green Bay twice, Baltimore, New Orleans, and Minnesota guys, they've outscored them 58 to 27 in the first quarter. So that's real. When you look at that first quarter, you go, all right, 49ers, they're coming out after you. They start hot, and they started hot not against the Jets. You know what I mean? Not against the bottom feeders. The 49ers against all of these playoff teams, Seattle twice, Green Bay, Baltimore, New Orleans, Minnesota, 58-27 to in the first quarter alone. So looking at the first quarter uh, spread there, Dane, in this game, where are we at right now? Go ahead. Yeah, we got options. What you're saying, like this, this, this should be a bet, Joe. Given the value, mm-hmm. fourth quarter money line, Joe. First quarter right. money line over on FanDuel, San Francisco, Joe, plus one thirty. There you go. There you go. Laying and it out is, here for just you. Just so you know, that is without. That's with the tie included. That's where you lose on the tie. Okay, just like how we do like first five innings in baseball, that sort of stuff, or the draw is in play in soccer matches, that kind of thing. This is the three outcome with the draw live. Okay, that would be San Fran plus 130, Kansas City plus only 105 because overall Kansas City is the favorite. So you remember your algorithm. They just cut it in a little, they just cut it into quarters, Joe. And then the draw though is plus 420. If you think this game is going to be 3 3, 0 0, 7 7. That's plus 420, yep. Joe. So that's pretty interesting. Yep. When you take it uh, out, when you take that out of it, the tie out of it, San Francisco still yep. plus money, uh, plus 100. There is a significant advantage, uh, at least what we have seen from these two teams, given common opponents, which would be, let's say, uh, yeah, San Fran early has been. Now, granted, when you take the Houston game out of the equation, when you just consider these two teams and what they have done this year against playoff caliber teams, the better teams, they were 30 to 16 without that craziness in in the Houston. So take that out of the equation. 30 to 16, Kansas City outscored them in the first quarter. But really, what we've seen here, it was two games kind of back to back. They gave up 10 points quick to uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. They gave up uh, the ridiculous... Right. So they they have that two games, which I know a lot of people are talking about. I'm hearing a lot of people bring that up as far as that being an issue. Listen, it's an issue the last two games, but it hadn't been an issue all season long. They've outscored them. It's never been an issue for San Francisco, guys. They come out and punch you immediately from an offensive standpoint. So to win first quarters by 58 to 27 against the likes of Green Bay twice, Seattle, Baltimore, New Orleans, and Minnesota, guys. That's impressive. That's very impressive. Now, what about first half, Dane? Combining first and second quarters. We know Kansas City in the second quarter, guys. What is Kansas City's number in the second quarter? That's for second quarter? 
Just second quarter. All right, quarter. so second quarter, second quarter is kind of when, uh, you know, we think KC comes storming back, right, in these times. But it's the same thing, Joe. KC, again, the draw is live as a third outcome, right? But Kansas right. City plus 100, San Fran plus 110. And Kansas City in the second quarters. Yeah. Go, Go ahead. ahead. Chief second okay. quarter, guys. 85 to 43. They have outplayed in those same games against those same teams combined. They are in uh, 122 to 90 scoreboard edge in six half times versus teams that reached the playoffs. So in total this year, 122 to 90, they have outscored uh, their opponents heading into halftime. The second quarter, they own 85 to 43. By the time they get to halftime, they're going into halftime with a lead, guys. It's happened. Six halftimes, 122 and 90 against, we gave you, Baltimore, Houston, Tennessee, New England. They own the second quarter, thanks to the second quarter, not the first. So this, to me, right. almost is San Francisco first quarter, Kansas City second quarter. Halftime, what does San Francisco do? Um, they also thrive in the second quarter 71 to 34 in the second quarter dane they've also they have a 129 get a load of this 129 to 61 halftime advantage in those games that we spoke about so that is really a huge number given the quality of the competition we just told you right so all of those teams they faced that made the playoffs they owned them heading into halftime. They never really went into halftime losing uh, 129 to 61 in the halftime. Uh, and even, I think, even the first quarter loss in New Orleans, the only one that they had this year, right? They went into halftime with a 28-27 lead. They right. weren't going into halftime trailing. So they only lost the first quarter, but they ended up killing them in the second. They took the lead in the halftime. So, again, these are two significant advantages to San Francisco, if you ask me. Those are two advantages to San Francisco early on in the game. And I think a lot of that has to do with the defense, obviously, being able to get the ball back. Um, But the thing that I'm taking away with Kansas City is the adjustments by Andy Reid and that coaching staff from the first quarter to second quarter, Dane. Let's just say San Francisco for sure, or at least has the lead after the first quarter, right? You know Andy Reid's going to make the necessary adjustments, and there's going to be something going on there that then that we're going to see what's going on. But what this year told us is that San Fran, both of these two teams, the second quarter, they have dominated their competition, and usually these two teams go into halftime with the lead. So who do you trust from that scenario, Dane? Who do you trust to go in with the lead at halftime? I like San Francisco there. I like what you're talking about. I think Andy Reid and the adjustments is a second half thing. I think the game opens up in the second half. I think in the first half, like you said, the punch in the mouth is the San Francisco running game. So I'll lean Niners early. Yep, I like that. Yep, Uh, definite opportunities there, guys. Second half numbers. We'll give those to you next, too, as well, between these two teams. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount.
Time Fantasy. The question that I've had with Chicago is, is Mitch Trubisky the answer there? I know the answer is no. But the question is, do they know the answer is no? Right? Do they know he's done? Because if they know he's done, they easily could go and sign Cam Newton. They easily could go and sign Andy Dalton. Weekdays, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Guys, opportunity for you to head over to YouTube. Make sure you do it uh, and subscribe to our channel here, the Sports Grid uh, Network channel there on YouTube and get all of the uh, sports wagering and fantasy advice you need all the time at the Sports Grid Network, also on Instagram at Sports Grid TV. And with the uh, with the PGA Tour season uh, underway now, opportunity for you guys to be the next daily fantasy golf legend. It certainly exists. Time for you to go for the green with DailyRoto.com. And for a limited time, you can get yourself free access to Daily Roto's PGA DFS products, which include fantasy projections powered by Data Golf, PGA betting tools, and, of course, the DailyRoto.com Fantasy Golf Optimizer. So don't lay up. Go for the green now with Daily Roto. You can head over to DailyRoto.com, enter the promo code GREEN, and get yourself access to all of the products for free on a seven-day golf membership. That's DailyRoto.com, promo code GREEN. That'll start your free trial. And remember that DailyRoto.com, that's where millionaires are made. And uh, also, it doesn't hurt to, uh, to hang out with us as we uh, breaking down quarter by quarter, guys, what the numbers tell us about these two teams. And uh, that's uh, what we kind of talked about here was what we call an edge, Dane, a, uh, a slight edge in what is a pick game. Again, it's not yes, just sir. full game or there's an opportunity to break these games down by quarter and bet them by quarter if you think there is an edge. And what we have seen is that San Francisco really does come out swinging. They have certainly all year long, but more importantly, against the better competition, the team's that were playoff bound this year. Their numbers are off the charts, guys, how they have done uh, beating those teams 58 to 27 in total score. First half as well, Dane. Um, They have just absolutely uh, dominated, not only in the second quarter with a 71-34 edge, but leading at halftime 129 to 61 after two quarters against that competition, which, again, includes, you know, the big boys here. So, Great stuff by them. Kansas City, no slouch. Their biggest quarter is the second quarter, not just the last two games, but throughout the season against that uh, that better competition. They, too, seem to start a little slower, figure it out by the time the second quarter comes around, and then, boom, you know, it's, it's free sailing. But they, too, have gone into halftimes with the lead more often than not. So what about the second half, Dan? When you're looking at second halves here, um, it's interesting. Kansas City won its last two quarters against those teams, 76 to 75, and San Francisco, 88 to 87. You want to talk about a statistical dead heat in the second half? Yeah, really. So the real adjustments for these two teams, Dane, have come between in the first half of the game because the second half, everybody's figured everyone out, and it is what it is at that particular point. So San Francisco starts faster. Kansas City, their biggest vulnerability 
the start of the game, at least. And again, I don't want to don't look too much into the first last two games because, uh, you know, it's don't overstate it as far as that trend goes. But it is definitely something you have to consider when the edges are so tight, Dane, right? It's so sharp. You're looking for anything that you can hold on to and say, guys, there is this team has a definite edge here. And right now, guys, what we've just laid out for you is a definite edge for San Francisco in the first half of this game. Yeah. And I would go so far as to even go first quarter on this one, Joe, especially with San Francisco. Now, remember, you don't want to put too much stock into the last couple of Chiefs games that we saw. But I remember in that AFC championship game early on, Joe, it was Derrick Henry left, Derrick Henry right, Derrick Henry up the middle. And it's not like San Francisco isn't going to try to do the same thing. We've been talking about it not necessarily being on the arm of Jimmy Garoppolo, right? They won the NFC Championship game with like eight pass attempts. Okay, so I really do believe the beginning of this game is going to be uh, San Fran testing the Chiefs defense to see if the way they do their work can be effective in the Super Bowl, right? I think they're going to test Mostert and Coleman and Breida and the run game and see if this defense can stop them. Because if not, they don't have to worry about plan B. But here's the thing, Joe, that kind of stuff, it takes time. Those are drives then that are longer, that are time of possession. So for me, that also, if we're talking about correlation, that's under, that's no team scores in the first 630. I know that prop bet is interesting as well. So I see this as a time of possession play for San Fran. Mm -hmm. My question back to you, Joe, on this quarter by quarter, is how much of an impact does the coin toss have? Because if San Fran gets the ball first, to me, it's this narrative mm-hmm. I'm talking about. They're running the ball, that sort of thing. KC has the ball first. They may get out quickly. You know what I mean? So for things like a first quarter total or for this first quarter line, right, how much does the straight-up coin toss implicate this? Because the team that wins the coin toss, you know, may have two possessions to one, three to two. Mm-hmm. So when you look quarter by quarter, does, does the coin toss have an impact? I, and listen, even if, if San Francisco wins the toss, I, I'm convinced they're going defense. I, I don't even think they're going to take defer, the ball. Right. I think they're going to. I right. think they're going to go defense, and they're going defense because they're telling you that you know we think that's we can strength. stop you, slow you down here. So if that's the case, you know, and and I wouldn't put a whole lot of stock into coming out while we know Kansas City, and although the last two games really you know, put a exclamation point on what was already a trend. It wasn't just these last two games, guys. They have notoriously started out slow. It takes them a little while to get the the engines revved up, which is fine because they're more than talented enough to be able to make adjustments, which is why they've been so successful in the second quarter. But listen, San Francisco doesn't have that kind of discrepancy in the first half of games because that defense does not go out and do its job to start. And given the magnitude of this game, couple of weeks, uh, I would favor the two defenses to start the game on the first possessions anyway. So I I think the defenses will have a little bit more success early, but it's going to be which which team can put that drive together offensively first. And what we've seen, Dane, all year long is... San Francisco is going to get to you before you get to that defense. So um, early on in the game, I think there's great value there in the first quarter, second quarter opportunities, first half opportunities, guys, 
uh, for these teams. I don't know what the total is in the first That's quarter or second quarter, up. too, Dane. That's what yeah. I was just going to bring up for you. I got it, you know, because I was going to see if you could be interested or tempted in some of these early mm-hmm. uh, under totals because it seems like you're saying the defenses yeah. um, will well, be mean, strong sense, to start, right? I right? mean, you would. Yes. That fits my narrative you know, also. I've been talking about yeah. the game opening up in the second half, right? I've been talking yep. about this feeling out process. Also, nerves happen in the beginning of a Super Bowl. I don't care who you are, okay? So yep. I think that's at play as well. So, Joe, first half total is 26 and a half. First half. First quarter, okay. 10 and a half. 10 and a half, Joe. And they think 14 in the second quarter. So, so ten, my question ten and a for half you, is, yep, that's first seven, quarter. Seven-three is ten, so that's under. So let's say seven-three, that's, that's not, that's under. That's, that won't get it done. That won't get it done. And that's nope. why, for me, Joe, that's where this coin toss thing to me is important. Or not even the result of the coin toss, but who has the ball first, right? Because I really mm-hmm. do believe, like, I can very easily see, Joe, San Francisco in their first drive moving the ball well, taking up six minutes and kicking a field goal. And then I'm sitting pretty for my first quarter under, you know, and I could really see San Fran seeing if they could punch the Chiefs in the mouth and that being an extended drive with like nine running plays and two pass attempts, Joe. Yes, I agree. Uh, And that's. Yeah, you know, what he what he just and did there is three points. We're good to go. Right. It's a prime example of figure out what the narrative guys and then the yep. numbers as you dive into them. And then find um, it, yeah. it'll give you an edge. I mean, based upon what your theory is, if that's the case where we're going to get a, at least one extended drive from San Francisco offensively, chewing up clock that in all likelihood is going to end up in points, then yep. you know where you're looking at here, guys, because San Francisco will will speed it up if they feel it's it's necessary. And uh, I don't know that they won't, that won't happen in the first uh, quarter. do that. That won't happen in the first right. quarter. They'll only realize right. it's necessary it, later in the game. Yeah, the only reason they're going to do it early is to try and screw up the, the, the rhythm of the defense and get them moving a lot. And they don't want to give that. The, the other problem with that is you don't want to be three and out and give the ball back to a team that's going to grind it out and you'll never touch the ball because that's also been a big problem of San Francisco all year, guys. Time of possession. Yeah. That they get so creative, right? They get so crazy that all of a sudden it's like three and out. All right, all right okay, you had uh, six plays. Now you got two out. And, and then all of a sudden you're giving the ball back and you're not getting it back. We saw it happen a bunch of times with Denver. We've... So I think you're playing into the strength the faster you go from the offensive standpoint. I get why you would do it, but I don't know that they're going to do that unless they are forced to do it, which means that under and not only in the first quarter, dang, first half, all of that to me, I think is in play. I think it's all in play. I think so too, Joe. And I think, you know, it could go a lot of different ways. We know about the Shanahan creativity. Could there be an end around Wide receiver Kendrick Bourne pass, I guess, right? But I think this is, let's see if our strength is able to be effective. I think this is vanilla punch-you-in-the-mouth run game to test the Kansas City defense early. And keep Pat Mahomes on the sideline. And keep Mahomes on the sideline. Absolutely correct. So the opportunities, I think, guys, certainly there. First half, split them up. First quarter, second quarter, first half. A lot of ways to skin this cat, Dan. A lot of ways to get it done. Sure.
Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Here we go. Time to uh, try to uh, dive in now. Uh, First half, uh, second half, we told you, San Francisco, Kansas City, it's all about uh, dead even there. So the biggest discrepancies, the biggest changes uh, for both of these teams as far as adjustments uh, often happens in the first two quarters. The second half of the game, pretty even uh, on both sides. Uh, And this includes against competition, against all the teams that they faced this year that made the playoffs a little bit of a bigger sample size for San Francisco, but uh, San Francisco. But trends emerged, guys. Without a doubt, there is a pattern here uh, of these two teams. And when you're talking about what many people think is a a, a pick'em game in the uh, for the full game line, then any edge that you can look at and say, yeah, th- this team is better here, then that's what you've uh, you've got because the second half to me is. It's kind of, uh, you know, kind of wait and see because I, I do think that both of these teams and both of these coaching staffs, whatever did work uh, is uh, is going to, I think there's going to be some limits into the second half of the game and uh, both sides here. So I do think that we are going to have a first half that uh, the success certainly offensively Can't wait to see when it happens for Kansas City. I think it happens once again in the second quarter. Uh, And I do think uh, I'm going to wait to see what the adjustment is that Shanahan and company make uh, on the defensive side of the ball more than anything else, because I know what they're going to do offensively, guys. We we all know what's going to do so offensively. How Kansas City is able to get out ahead if they are able to get out ahead, right? The success that Kansas City has on offense will absolutely dictate what they do offensively. I don't know that they're going to do a whole lot different, uh, Dane, as far as uh, their hand the ball off, use different motions, and I think all of it stays the same for San Francisco. I just think that speed tempo might change a little bit depending on, on the game flow, but if they have a pretty good job of limiting the damage, certainly inside the 20-yard line, let's say the red zone. Uh, and we got a Kansas City team that may settle for a couple of field goals instead of touchdown. We know what we're going to get from San Francisco on offense, right? I, I don't think there's any wild card there. Um, Mahomes is always the wild card, but from San Francisco's point of view, we're going to get what we've seen already, are we not? Nothing's going to change unless the defense falters. Uh, if that's the right. case, then you might see some dramatic shift with Garoppolo and everything else. But if this is a close game, I think what we've seen is what you're going to get from them. Yeah, I, and and honestly, Joe, this is what I've already identified as my key to the game. I framed it slightly differently, right? I said, will the Niners ever be forced into putting the arm, the game on the arm of Jimmy G? 
And that's saying the same mm. thing you're saying, right, Joe? We know right. what we're going to get out of San Francisco. What we're going to get out of San Francisco is that dominant run game, the shifts, use check, all that good stuff. That is what they want to do. That is what they will try to do first. That is what they will hope to be able to do the, the entire game. What prevents mm. that from happening is if KC gets up by two touchdowns. And if that happens, then, Joe, they're forced out of it because then the running game won't be enough. They're going to have to play catch-up. And if they have to play catch-up, that's on Jimmy Garoppolo, the wide receivers, and the passing game. I agree with you, Joe. They're going to want to keep this close. They're going to want to punch them in the mouth. They're going to want to use the run game. We know that's what's going to happen. The question is, do they get forced out of it, either by Kansas City going up or by mm -hmm. Kansas City being like, you know what? We're going to put nine, ten men in the box and force you to throw and leave single right. coverage on the back end and see if Jimmy G is accurate enough, if these wide receivers are good enough to get separation, that sort of thing. That's the only way if they get schemed out of it or game flowed out of it, but they're going to try and run the ball. Yeah, the um, and because make no mistake, too, in the second half, Kansas City, if they are, and and I think we have agreed here, the, the edge belongs to San Francisco in the first half of this game. So Kansas City goes into halftime losing or, you know, down. The question is, how much are they down uh, going in? But again, we've already seen, and that's proven to be that they'll be mm -hmm. able to at at any point, even down, uh, you know, let's say ten points, seven points, six, whatever it is, they're going to be able to. They're never going to feel like they're out of this game ever, ever. And it's never going to be a situation where even if the wheels fall off a little bit in the start, and I know there's this theme like, well, they'll just, you know, they'll never be able to if they go down too much early. It's over. No, it's not. It's never going to be over for Kansas City. That's the unique thing right. about this, Dane, in the second and that's half. The difference in these they're games. never going to be yes. out. I don't care how many points they're up. They're never going to be out of right. it. Even against this San Francisco defense, they're not. So having that in mind and going, well, in the second half, I know they're never out. But if the if the script is flipped, can we say the same thing about Jimmy G and the 49ers right. the with a certain degree of confidence? That's the question right, right. there. That is the question, Joe, because he is, again, framed a different way. If Kansas City is down big, it doesn't change their game plan, nah, really. Exactly. It doesn't change yeah. the way they try to play. Patty Mahomes is going to be this dynamic play, you know, regardless. That's their game plan regardless. However, yep. if San Fran is down, it changes their, like, the, they, to go back to it, they would have to play catch up. That is not their style. Mm -hmm. Okay, style nope. makes fight. If they have to play catch up, it's out of their comfort zone. They want to run Raheem Mostar 28 times and they want to run the ball for 250 yards. That's how they want to pound you into submission. KC don't care. They got a U.S. Olympic yep. track team there and they got the MVP, right? They got Patty Mahomes. So their style of play doesn't change if they're up seven, if they're down 17. It's the same thing. They just keep going at it. They're going to play 60 minutes of their style and they're going to see how it ends. San Fran would have yep. to change their style if they go down. And that's why I think this is a much bigger issue um, if San Fran, like if KC gets up early versus if San Fran gets up early. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think it's, um, 
we know the edge for Kansas City. They can always know and be able to play, Dane, with a style that they are never at. It doesn't care That's what right. happens necessarily. Doesn't matter. So the the and but we all know what we're gonna get from time. it. Right. We That's know right. we know what we're gonna get. San Francisco. We don't. And that's, I think, where the uncertainty for betters lies is, all right, I get it if they're up, right? I get it if they're up. I know what they're going to bring, but uh, what are they going to do if they are down? Knowing that fact that San Francisco ain't going to, guys, it ain't going to change. Their pedal is going to be, it's it's just, they're going to keep coming and coming and coming. And if they have this much success, um, that means right. you've got to go point for point with them, score for score. And I think that's the biggest right. problem people have looking at San Francisco and trying to back them is that if the scenario works out where the, they've got to, and we're not saying 40 points apiece, but if it comes to the point in the game where they've got to match point, to, you know, score for score, how much confidence in the second half do you have with Jimmy G? That's the question. Exactly. I mean, here, I'll give you a key. Here's a key stat. For me, a a number to watch that's talking about this, Joe. Jimmy Garoppolo attempts. Jimmy Garoppolo Mm -hmm. attempts. Jimmy Garoppolo completions. Remember, they win games with Jimmy Garoppolo throwing eight passes a game. Okay? Same thing, Joe. How many times did we say this about um, Ryan Tannehill as well, right? Right. Oh, only 14 attempts, but it didn't matter, right? Because they had the run game going. But then if Tannehill... Or in this case, Jimmy G. If if you look up and in the middle of the third quarter, he's got he's you know 19 of 27. I'm gonna say Kansas City is winning, okay? Because they don't want him having to throw the ball. Remember, even Joe against the Vikings in the playoff game, where after he threw the pick, they only let him throw it like six more times in the second half because they didn't have to throw it. The question is if they have to or not. Jimmy G attempts, the lower they are, that means the more San Fran is controlling the game in the way they want Mm -hmm. to, and it leans San Francisco. If Jimmy G has to turn into the volume thrower, oh boy, the smile will creep on Andy Reid's face. Yes, it it absolutely will. So it'll be a hold on to your, uh, hold on, because it's, it could get uh, it could get very interesting there, and you know, Andy Reid is going to be, and you know Andy's got Andy's going to have something uh, ready to rock and roll there that even we Dane are going to go, holy crap! I really didn't see that right. happening. So, and that's it's so I cool because everything is on the table. Attempt, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's everything is going to be on the table. With a pass attempt. And that's you've right. got two coaches here who are not going to be afraid to break the mold and just do the most craziest of craziest things. Um, but I do think with a second half that could very well be very tight and very neck and neck, I do think the first half is going to have the most advantages from a betting perspective to hop on and uh, and get ahead of some of these edges here, certainly with what we've seen these two teams do all season long now how does that end up with the total i i'm of the belief dane i you know i think you and i are on the same page that i do think that the second half might not be nearly as explosive as what the first half is and i do think ultimately that the later the game goes as well the tighter the game might get and it could very well I don't see, you know, 28 points scored by both of these teams in the second half kind of thing. I just don't I don't see we're going to get 30 points in the second half, 30 in the first half. Right. Um I I think the under is definitely going to be a uh, a play that 
you have to consider, given that in the first quarter alone, 10 and a half points, I would take the under. I would take the over and yep. whatever the second half uh, total is, Dane. 14, give me the over in the second 14 half. 14 and a half. Yeah, give me the over. 14 and a half. I got yeah. no problem. To me, the, the, the quarter that's going to see the most scoring is probably the second quarter, Dane, on both these teams. And then I think halftime will hit, and then it's going to be very neck and neck in the uh, in the second half of the game, I think. I think they're just going to keep going back and forth at each other. Adjustments will be made at halftime, and then let the you best let the best team win. Yes, yeah. defense, exactly. For both teams. See, For both teams. I'm, yep. I'm taking it slightly the other way, Joe. I'm taking the inverse, okay? I think the offensive adjustments rule the day, to be quite honest. I'm with you on the game under, uh, but I see mm-hmm. it flipped. You seem to say that you think more of it happens in the first half, and then it tightens up in the second half. I'm a little mm-hmm. bit different. I think they run the ball. I think it's feeling each other out, nerves. I think it's tight in the first half. And if anything, it opens up a little bit in the second half. But I do not believe it is enough to get to the 55. I'm still an under on Super Bowl 54. So what half has the most points? I'm more under in the second in the first half. I'm more lower in the and right, then so maybe you think the it second goes half more scoring. So the yeah. most points You're are going to be the third or fourth. Adjustment. Yeah, I would say the fourth yes. quarter. Um, the fourth you quarter. think okay. more defensive yeah. adjustments happen. I think more offensive adjustments with Reed and Shanahan happen. I think this is a slower starting game. And then, if anything, it may open up a bit later on, but still not enough to get to the game total. Yeah, and when those are all props, too, guys. What's going to be the highest scoring sure. quarter? Uh, what's going to be the highest yeah. scoring half, too? So depending on how you guys see it play, that's uh, that's also another way to uh, – uh, to tackle it, uh, we're both on the same uh, under in this situation, thinking yes. that it's not nearly going to be as uh, as rocket ship as some people uh, are making it out to seem. Uh, and I got no problem fading. So, I got no problem going left when everybody else is going right there. There's plenty of value in that, Dane. So uh, there's also, listen, a lot of different ways to approach this quarter by quarter, we'll half and half. A lot of things to go. But don't forget, we got, um, like I said, plenty of games tonight to go on. We'll have a couple of make it rain plays for you heading into the weekend. We'll do that next year on the grid. Don't forget, plenty of games. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Pretty much, I believe, starting uh, right around noon. Uh, from noon right up until 6 o'clock, you'll have, uh, yes, sir. You'll have two editions of Pro Football Today, breaking it down, giving you every angle known to mankind, and, uh, of course, giving, us, uh, giving you our uh, final picks of which way we are going. Uh, but do not forget that we have uh, we certainly have some uh, games in between now and Sunday, including over 145 in college on yeah. Saturday alone. Uh, but the uh, the NBA is uh, in full effect here tonight, including the return 
of the uh, Los Angeles Lakers to the Staples Center for the very first time uh, since the passing of Kobe on Sunday. They're taking on uh, Portland. They are a 13-point favorite in this game here tonight, uh, Dane. And um, I listen. It didn't. Uh, it didn't. Wasn't great for the Clippers last night. They got uh, demolished by Sacramento there in their first game back since Sunday. Don't forget they were canceled uh, along with the Lakers there on Tuesday. No um, I don't know if it just kind of seemed like they were all out of sorts in that game last night. I don't know if that's going to be the case. Uh, in this game here, but I know that Damian Lillard and Portland are scoring more points than uh, than anybody else. So I might just look at the over in this game as opposed to even going anywhere near, you know, anywhere near the side at this point. That's exactly what I was on to. It is 230 and a half in this game. And I was like, Mm -hmm. you know, the idea that didn't Dame Dollar put up a huge, like his first ever triple double in the first game after Kobe, you know, so I think Kobe and LeBron may go back and forth and put on a show. I think points will be scored. Give me over 230 and a half in the Staples Center tonight. Joe, USA, there is a young woman, Joe, named Sophia Kennan, who is in the Australian Open Finals, Mm -hmm. okay, against an unseated Spanish lady, and she's plus 145. Give me Sophia Kennan overnight tonight to take home the Australian Open USA, baby. I am so looking forward to finally getting to see John Morant versus Zion Williamson tonight, guys. Memphis, New Orleans. Uh, Memphis guys, 18-7-1 against the number in the last 26. Take them and the five points against New Orleans tonight on the road. Give me Memphis and John Morant to say welcome to the league, baby. We'll be back Monday, new time, new look. Same old, same old, though. But don't forget Sunday, beginning of noon, join us.